Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome here into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Well, that wasn't fun last night, Jesse. It wasn't, but first of all, can I can I give you guys some advice? Hmm. Since Jake, you're on the website, Jeremy, you I mean, you use headphones, but not as much as some people on the radio side. Don't blast your ears out because there's a lot of people in this industry. It's interesting because I think it's important for us to be able to hear things yes, in this industry. But, too. but yes, but you need if you can keep it at a lower volume and be okay because you know sometimes I sit down like I just did and. I play something, and then it's super loud because the previous person has had too much um, volume into their ears in their in their life. So to just just looking out for you guys when you get to your, your you know your fifties and sixties. <laughs> I share a desk with the one and only Vince Murata, and I will say I have to turn my headphones down every single time I log on, just because. To Vince's defense, he's been doing this for how long now? A long time. A long don't, time. Don't want to age him, but but also the fact that he's a PA announcer for the Suns in that arena in the last couple of years has been absolutely ecstatic, loud, and I yeah. can't. I'm sure he can't even hear himself think. Well, speaking of a place that's going to be loud, uh, Desert Financial Arena is going to be loud next week, yeah, but maybe not as loud <laughs> as we would have hoped for it to be because number 25 ASU went down to. Down? No, they went up to San Francisco yesterday and lost. Thought to- I was directionally challenged, <laughs> and they lost to the Dons, ninety-seven to sixty. Oh, Jake, what happened last night? I just all, all I can all I can answer is Des Cambridge didn't play. That's literally. I told you he's that guy. That's literally the only thing I can say because it was, it was sixteen to two. At yeah. one at one point, like we've been hearing throughout the office all day, we heard Gamble at the twenty eight to five. Like there were these score increments as the game <laughs> went on. We were just like, I tweeted, it's it. getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> I tweeted. And then it. at halftime, you were kind of like, well, maybe. And then they came right. San Francisco did came right back out at ten two run to open the second half. It's like, all right, this, this is over. <laughs> yeah. So Here, here's a tweet from eighteen hours ago. Collins hits one or two from the line to cut the lead to twenty four to three temporarily. Then San Francisco goes down the other end and dunks it 26 to 3 don's lead <laughs> yeah so i was listening to the game on the app on the arizona sports app check out the arizona sports app um and I, my phone was losing charge i was at like 15 percent um and it was like 16 to 2 and and tim healy goes it's 16 to 2 and i was like okay well i'm just gonna go charge my phone for a little bit and then i come back to my phone and jeremy's like i'm not gonna watch the second half and i was like why and then i looked at the i said sh- is that an actual question and then i looked at his, i looked at the updates that he tweeted from the state of the sun devils account and i was like oh oh that makes sense and yeah i tweeted out the final score kind of like the, the final tweet from the game with seven minutes left <laughs> if you loses this one, <laughs> if, if you Pretty guys much. didn't listen to i heard this i heard i heard tim say like there's no mercy rule here in college basketball. I like, heard that. Like, we, like they still got to keep playing down forty, and we're in the. I don't know if we and were in the first Bobby half. Still, Bobby gets ejected or, with eight minutes left or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 
that must have been funny to watch, I guess. I don't know. I didn't see it. Honestly, though, I kind of feel like this could be... Because this is the last game... Before the before the game. But also, think about how much time they have off. They're going to have... Christmas or their holidays that it's they spend with each other. For them. Exactly. And I feel like they could really come out with just wanting to kick some ass. Honestly. By the way, by the way, though, I, just, I do want to reiterate, though, if I was at that game, I would have stayed for the whole thing. Absolutely. Yep. Got to stay for the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole thing, but if I were there, yep, exactly, I would have exactly. stayed for the whole thing. Exactly. Um, this was my tweet, though, uh, with like seven minutes left. I said, number 25 ASU men's basketball is currently down 45 points to USF with about seven minutes left. Safe to say the Sun Devils will fall to 11-2. to We will discuss tomorrow on our latest podcast. And here we are talking and about here it. here we are. And they did lose. They, let's, let's give them some credit. They cut it to 37. <laughs> but yeah, it, it wasn't great. That's all I can say about it. It wasn't. Um, and it wasn't fun, as I tweeted from the account, and uh, ESPN liked to rub it in a little bit for us. Right, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, though, pretty good program. Like, at least it wasn't a loss to, you know, crosstown rival GCU. Uh, <laughs> you know, San Francisco's a little bit of a program, unlike, you know, GCU. Well, um, <laughs> with, with the score 60 to 25 and 1556 left in the game, ESPN tweeted the score with an eyeball emoji and the, uh, I don't know what what meme this is. With I don't I don't and, know what that animal is. It's but not it's even like, an it, animal. It's a stuffed right, thing. But it, it's like the yeah. video of it, like yeah, backing away. I think it's some sort of Muppet or Sesame Street character. You know, it's one of those. And then I tw- I uh, quote tweeted and I said, "Yeah, we aren't having fun." Right I, now, I do so. have a I, I have a uh, digression here. I want to ask you guys: Are uh, Sesame Street characters Muppets? I, I mean, I don't know, Jesse. Aren't the Muppets its own, like... <laughs> yeah, but they were, like, created by the same person. It's, oh, it's, yeah. This, that... is a, this is a long-running debate that people have. Are the Sesame Street characters Muppets? Well, so here's, this... a, here's a question, then. Is Curb Your Enthusiasm just an extension of Seinfeld? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. I, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but that, that's basically the same thing. It's a saying. show about nothing, which Seinfeld was a show no, about nothing. Larry David created both. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. So I know. If that, if that one's yes, then I'm going to go with yes for the Muppets thing, although I don't know that one as well. All right, well... Good Get back talk. on track, Jeremy. Um, yeah, no, but Jake, to your point, I think, like you said, they're going to have a lot of time to think about this one, and I think that's important when you have a loss like this. But then sometimes, like, when they lost in Texas uh, um, for their first loss of the season, right? Yeah, they didn't lose to Texas. They lost to Texas Southern. Yeah, they lost in Texas. I, I, yeah, I, I, there you go. I just wanted to make sure that people knew that, like, it yeah. wasn't Texas. <laughs> They had they didn't have too many days in between games. They were able to go to Brooklyn and get over it. Yeah. So, well, now they're they have some time to to fume about it and and really want to come out and play. And play like better. Des said at, after the Stanford game when we asked him about the Texas Southern game, he's like, "I thought we weren't going to talk about that anymore." So maybe they'll have that attitude where they're like, it's over, it's behind them, and they're just moving on. So Des was out with a stomach illness last night. Um, And I do want to say, though, that, you know, I know there's a lot of illness going around. But, you know, you got to watch out where you eat in Tempe sometimes. I'm not going to reference any restaurants, but there's some greasy places there. So I don't know if it was food poisoning or what. Also, these guys could have NIL deals with some of these places. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. See, that's why I don't want to. I don't want to throw any places under the bus. But you know, there are some some greasy places in Tempe. They're very good though. I, I enjoy them. But um, sometimes I haven't felt my best after eating there. He it, would you say that he was on the pine last night, Jesse? He was on the pine. I mean, he wasn't. He, I don't think he was there. Was he there, Jake? I didn't see him on the bench. Meaning that he was, you know, on the. You, you ever heard the reference? He's on the pine. No, I've never. Okay. Drew Pine transferred. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Drew Pine is transferring to Arizona State. <laughs> well, he has transferred to Arizona State. Yeah, um, from Nor uh, Notre Dame frauds. Uh, <laughs> there's gonna be a QB battle here, Jesse. Yeah. Three different quarterbacks. Jake? Well, as Jesse was told earlier today by head coach Kenny Dillingham, Jesse, why don't you tell us? Yeah, well, I'm going to play this because there was a media blitz today. We did not get to sack the coaches, though. Like, that was <laughs> not allowed. We did not get to rush the the coaches um but it you was basically a, did like you bombarded them no they, they just they it's a blitz jeremy hawks was like hey here's a coach talk to him <laughs> um so yeah but dillingham said dilly dilly that there is a particular quarterback that will take the first snaps here it is yeah we're gonna play the best player i've told every single person that if you don't want to come in here and compete to win the job this is not the place you want to come to right we're gonna show up trenton's gonna take the first snap at quarterback this spring because he's deserved it and he's earned it and it's your job to come in here and win the job and uh it's gonna come be competitive it's gonna be exciting but you better come to work every day so basically he's saying that trenton for now Trin Borgay will be the starter for spring ball. Will be is is the number one quarterback for spring ball. Now that he could, he could be the second or third quarterback that comes out during the spring game, which is kind of like the finale of spring ball usually. Um, and you know who knows how he will run it, but a lot of times it's like an open practice, and then they have like a pretty uh, spirited eleven on eleven drill. I don't know how he's going to handle it, but um, anyway, uh, anyway. Getting to yeah. Drew Pine a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jesse. <laughs> um, so this year was the it was the first year that he got an extended period of, of games. Was able to start a bunch of games. Played in eleven of them because Notre Dame's starter went out early with an injury. He threw the ball 254 times uh, with a 64.6 completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, six intercepts, six interceptions. Had a couple very very good games, but a couple of very bad games. Yeah, but bad I feel like games. We're that bearing they... the lead on on Pine's biggest stats, though. It's he was eight and two as a starter, and he took over after the program was zero oh and two. Yeah, like he was the reason why they went back on track. Yeah, Notre Dame still frauds though. Lost they lost to Marshall. We are Marshall. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, no, he had a pretty good year. He had a terrible game against um, was it Stanford. That he had 95 yards or something like that? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> In a few games that they won, he had some bad numbers. However, what I'm impressed with is, and I know their defense was it is pretty bad because we're still they're still playing this year at some point. But uh, USC, <laughs> who are they playing against? I'm on it. USC, USC. Uh, he was 23 of 26 with over 300 yards and three touchdowns. One interception, but 23 of 26 is, is quite good. The Gator Bowl, Notre Dame against South Carolina on the 30th. I, I was talking about USC. 
I was saying USC had a bad defense. USC had a bad defense, but they weren't like bad, bad. So, you know, I'm going to say that in a loss, though, that Drew Pine was fantastic in that game. And yes, he didn't play well in in some of their upsets, but he still he still led the team to some upsets. So, I mean, I I, I, played well in the Clemson game. I mean, not really. He had like 85 (laughs) yards. But again, but again, he won. They won. So there's got to be something there. Sometimes, you know, as it's a kind of like when when Tebow was in the NFL, Jake, and you saw like he won a bunch of games for Denver, but like he had terrible stats. I, I'm a Washington. <laughs> no, I, I remember that year vividly. <laughs> that one of the games was against the Bears because Marion Barber, who I believe is no longer with us, he's no longer with us. So rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah, um, ran out of bounds. In, like willingly instead of yes, falling down, was, so the Bears come out the clock, and the Bears end up mirac or the excuse me the uh, Broncos Broncos end up miraculously coming back. Different orange and blue team there, <laughs> and then obviously um, something that I always like to bring up just because of ASU's ties to it. But Jordan Clark's dad, Ryan Clark, who was a safety for the Steelers and has sickle cell anemia, yep. is not able to play in Denver yep. due to the elevation, and was Good not shout. playing in the playoff game when. Uh, Oh my God, dude! Demarius Thomas, another one. Also rest not with us. In peace. Jeez, had that game-winning overtime touchdown, and that was the Broncos. And obviously, after that is when Tim Tebow went up to he went up to Foxborough and got destroyed. Yeah, right? Got, yeah, yeah. Um, he got exposed. But yeah, and then Tebow ended up going to the Jets, and I was eleven for not. twenty-two, uh, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was the ultimate game manager at that point. <laughs> yes, exactly. As long as he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, you he, had a shot. Yeah, he, but, but he never went over 250 yards that year. But with <laughs> but what I'm saying is like as a Washington Commanders fan, there's a difference between when Taylor Heineke is in there versus any other quarterback because he's just like a guy that people like and his teammates like. And, and he'll throw the ball. Yeah, and he'll throw the ball, but he's Some not, players like to just hold on to the ball. He's yeah, just going to he'll yeah, play it. But yeah, and he, he but, but again, he's not very good. <laughs> like I'm just going to say he's not very good. So, so is that what we're going to get from Drew Pine? Maybe, maybe if he plays, if maybe, we, we still got Trenton, we still got yeah, a bunch of different guys yeah, that could possibly win yeah, this and job. I, I want to get to them. I want to get to them. But you know, maybe Drew Pine is a guy that his teammates like him, and he's a guy that they, they can rally around. So that's I didn't watch the, those games. Admittedly, Notre Dame, Clemson, in like November or whenever they won that game, but. You know, maybe he's a guy with some moxie that his teammates like. So, Jesse, and we know you love moxie. Moxie is the number one trait in a quarterback. <laughs> Real quick, did you use that word about quarterbacks prior to the Territorial Cup this year? Oh, oh he's yeah. always I've used, used mo- it, yeah. moxie. That's an Iguana word as well. As mm-hmm. well, moxie. That's it why factor. I asked. So Jacob Conover also coming in, Jesse. Yeah, um, he's he's been. What, you said he was a um, elite, whatever. Elite. Both of them were Elite 11. Yeah. Okay, so technically Pine yes. was an Elite 11, P- Pine and Conover was, was a finalist. Yes. Pine was an Elite 11 quarterback, so he made it to like... There's like five different levels. He was in the same class as... I know C.J. Stroud. And Bryce Young. Got yes. it. And, but the thing about... So there's, elite ele- so there's like an Elite 11 finalist, and then there's Elite 11, and then there's Elite 11 MVP. Got so it. he was Elite 11. He wasn't the MVP. Stroud was, I believe, that year. He was on the team, wasn't the MVP. Yes. Better than honorable mention, was, which is what uh, yeah. Conover was, basically. So Conover, 6'1", 205 pounds. So he's a big dude. Um, bigger. Bigger dude than the other two quarterbacks. Pine is 5'11", about 200 pounds. And then Trenton, he's 5'11", and just 
under he's listed as 185 but i think yeah. he's more than that at this point might be but i mean conover four-star recruit 90 uh 90.5 point oh five rated on 247 sports um he was the sixth ranked player out of arizona in his tw- in the 2019 class so He's he's a well-known recruit. Didn't get a chance to play that much at BYU, but um, and remember because yeah. he went to BYU, he's older. Yeah, he's younger in terms of his eligibility, but he's older. Yes, uh, Pine can play two more years, and then um, Conover, I believe, has three more years of eligibility. So he and, and I said last time he did his uh, mission in Paraguay, so that's cool. Yeah, th- uh, thanks, Jeremy. We'll be able to we'll hopefully ask him about. I that. I will ask him about yeah. that though. I mean, I'm interested about it, but mm-hmm. like. What does it add to our show? <laughs> but it's it's nice that um, there's another hometown guy coming, yes, coming exactly. back to Arizona. So, so you got Tucson, you got out of state, yeah. and you got Chandler High School. You yeah. got a lot of so, guys who are coming back who played for Iguano, went to play college ball elsewhere, might have not actually played that much, and are now coming back home. Yeah. Right. But this is a question I want to ask you guys. This is so early, but like, who do who do we see? Like, who do we want? Like, I think there, there's a lot of questions like in the with, portal. And the, no, or in the, the kids in the, who are here in the now. quarterback battle. Okay, yeah, I think it's the out of the three that we are talking about now. To me, and it's going to be the similar argument as what I used last year. I don't think a kid like Conover, who never really had an opportunity to be a starter, is going to jump. That yeah, going that ladder. Like I think it's literally going to come down to Pine and Borgay. Um, there's something about Pine. I haven't seen Pine play. Right, I'm sure through spring ball. If he doesn't win the job in spring, we'll be able to see it eventually. Yeah, like I, I just think Pine has the tools to get him recruited to where he was for a reason. I don't think you're just going to get a coach to give up on you like that. Like he got yeah. brought here. He, he agreed to come here for a reason. Yeah, and I think. Out of the quarterbacks that we have on this team, it's going to be who runs the offense better. Like who who runs the offense that that we are going to run that that Kenny Dillingham is bringing to the table the best. Who's going to be the guy that can uh, run the read option? Who's going to be the guy that can throw it down the field a little bit too? And Pine seems like the type of guy who can take a hit. Um, he's a big guy, big er guy for a five eleven dude. Um, and he's transferring from Notre Dame, and he played in a lot of experience, like uh, played in a lot of big games this year, a lot of primetime games on NBC. Um, that's a big deal. And we've seen—I don't know if you guys have seen this—he's he's able to take it from his coaches. He gets yelled at from his coaches a lot at Notre Dame. He had a really good relationship with his quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator, who was able to yell at him, Tommy Reese, and he was he was able to take it. So I think that's important and an important trait in a quarterback is teachability um, or coachability, and, and I think Pine might have that. So we'll we'll have to see what happens when we get to to spring ball, like, like uh, Dillingham said. Yeah, I'm gonna say you know I'm not gonna go out out here and say that Conover is gonna win like I was like adamant that Paul Tyson should win last year. I you know I I'm being I'm down more, if you want to make another bet. I no, I'm being more realistic well, here. Paul Tyson now has a chance to win the job at Clemson, but. You, you he's, the not gonna, he's not going to win. They have a great quarterback there. That's why DJU transferred. Klub. 
Yeah, that's why DJ Uyunglele transferred. I got Whoa, it. Oh, Jesse. That's Damn. a big one. I got it. Um, I'm good at pronunciations, pronunciations. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Pine edging out Borgay, who's going to edge out Conover. That's gonna be my that that's gonna be my prediction here. So but basically, who knows? Who knows? Ex- exactly how it went this year. The yes. guy, the the yes. big time transfer coming in, edged out Borgay, who Here's, who edged out the guy who hasn't played a lot, who's actually like pretty okay. Here's the thing about Drew Pine, though. Here's the thing about Drew Pine. Emory Jones, like, did not have the career that Drew Pine has had coming into Arizona State. Like when 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 Emory Jones that's why, came, that's why I was so impressed by the eight and two mark. Yeah, exactly. Well like when Emory Jones was benched at Florida. Like this guy came in uh this year to start for Notre Dame and was r- relatively good to at times very good. He completed nearly sixty five percent of his passes. Correct. Emory Jones was just not that good. Uh, at Florida, so and he came here and proved that he all, like he also wasn't that good here. So yeah, and we'll get to Emory Jones, Paul Tyson, and Daniel Angata in just a few. Yeah, minutes. yeah, but uh, again, like I'm excited about Drew Pine, and I'm excited to watch the quarterback competition. I'm excited for spring ball, which Dillingham said will be um, later in the year. This year it'll be like toward the end of March because he wants to. Get settled in with the staff, and then he wants to, you know, wait till after spring break. So he's been doing nothing but recruiting. Ooh. Yeah, and they have they have some time off. Time off, which he he referenced as just being out of and the I office. Think, and I and I think <laughs> they have said this. It's kind of a blessing in disguise that they don't have a bowl game. They able they're able to just get right to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't have to worry about any of that extra stuff. Like think about it if right now, if you were trying to build all this and you had one of these later December bowl games <laughs> yeah. that you had to have guys quote tough. unquote like locked in. Like look what happened last year. They played Wisconsin in like a semi like respectable bowl. Yeah. And so many guys weren't playing that offensive line when we were playing defensive line. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that, that uh, you would have been the same would have been the same thing. For some reason I traveled to that game and I think I got COVID there. Yeah, I was there too. <laughs> yeah, but you, you didn't get COVID, and I rode with you the whole way. Yeah, tested seven days in a row. Did not have it. So weird. Yeah. Um, let's get to early signing day. Uh, you know, pretty respectable class for Arizona State. In yes, early signing day. They jumped like twenty five spots in the. I believe it was the two four seven ratings, um, which they're still the number sixty two class or something like that, which isn't very good and we obviously want to see better than that but a lot like, of kids it, it from Arizona basically they're taking away like the, the transfers I think are going to be where this team is really strong which the, is important nowadays because you exactly. get guys with experience coming exactly in. the Sacramento State thank you the Sacramento the Sacra- I, like, I like my QBs that have experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the these the, the Sacramento, <laughs> the Sacramento just throwing just throwing straight. Hey, being, right being which uh, by the end of the year we were all on the Borgay train who had no experience in terms of actually. Being yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We sat there and yelled on three straight podcasts about two quarterbacks that ended up not being the starter at the end of the season. <laughs> so th- th- I think we can hey, all least, say that we were all one, wrong. At least one of them was the first and second. He, String the whole time. Yeah, you know, but but they still said or for a while there on the depth chart. I mean, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick says a, a lot or a little, depending on the way you look uh, at it. 
that, that's exactly what he sounds like. All right, so he's gotten worse, by the way. Have you guys noticed that? Like, yeah, I was at his press conference he's a few weeks ago. Like, he's old. This is the biggest look at me, Louis, of our podcast. I was at his press conference a few weeks ago. And Good could, job, Jeremy. Could, I'm I'm so happy for you. I could barely understand. Him. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you that you saw Bill Belichick. I'm sure it was an enlightening experience. All right, so. Um, Inclu- not including the high school guys, there were three JUCO transfers, Jake, I believe. Yeah. So Butte he, College. Uh, here's the Butte thing. Montana. No. Oh, the JUCO that. transfers are different than the transfer portal, right? Which can be confusing because on ArizonaSports.com right now we'll have an incoming transfer tracker and outgoing transfer tracker as well as the signing day transfer or signing day tractor and the signing day is just high school kids and community college kids who have not played a single down at a four-year university i just wanted to clarify that thank you yeah we were talking about this the other day in the office and trying to understand all the intricacies of signing of early signing there's day. there's so much there's so much these days it's really hard to understand like how is stetson bennett still playing for georgia because i think they like the ncaa just didn't count his eligibility at his Duco or something. It just no, it doesn't make Ducos any sense. don't count. They don't? I thought they used to, though. I think they used to, and they clearly don't now because all these Juco guys are all class of 2023. That's, uh, that's wild. So so, I, so, I honestly think... Or is it like two to one? You might, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly not entirely sure. Yeah, because, but, again, they, but they're not, they're not classified as transfers because they're not in the portal. Like I've literally looked up on Google. Why is Stetson Bennett still eligible for Georgia? <laughs> if you don't know, Stetson Bennett was a freshman at Georgia in 2017, and then he went to a JUCO and then went back to Georgia. So he gray shirted. Yes. So that's a gray shirt. Yeah, and he went back to... Okay. And he's 25 years old and is still their quarterback. This is his sixth... So he gray shirted, and then he probably red shirted, and then he was in action. So that so when's his first year? 2017. So and he's an older dude. So, so he started at 19 and turned 20 in his freshman year. But okay, so I'm saying 17 was a gray shirt, uh-huh. and this is just... I'm just saying... Yes, he was a walk-on. I'm just saying this. 17's a gray shirt, 18 is a red shirt, 19 is real, 20 doesn't count... And then 21, 22. That puts us at six. It, it's still just like... Which is... So the, the JUCO year just years. doesn't count, I guess. Yeah. But the, the, the redshirt year wouldn't count. The COVID year wouldn't count. The gray year uh, the JUCO wouldn't year. count. Yeah. So, he was at JUCO in 2018, I believe. Okay, so those are three years that wouldn't count out of those six, which means he actually still has, I think, one, one more, more year. year. No, I don't think he has. I think this is it. This is it for him. That's that's what I, I'm pretty sure this is it for either him. Either way, because then you have He's like... He's in the NFL either way. Yes. So, but, here, but here, the other thing, like if you play... a 26-year-old rookie. If you play, what is it, four games? Joe Burrow. If you play four games, you lose your red shirt. Yes. Which is... No, no. If you play five games, you lose your red shirt. You can sorry. play You can play four so you can games. Play up to four games, and that year doesn't count for you. Yeah. In terms of eligibility. So back to the JUCO guys. No, we got a little tangent there. Elijah Neal coming in, uh, six foot four, two hundred forty five pound edge rusher. He's from Butte College, uh, eighty four grade, eighty six point three three composite. Um, Kyle Scott. He's an offensive tackle, six foot five, three twenty from Riverside. No stars, but big dude. Happy to have more offensive line depth on this team. Definitely needed it. Mm-hmm. And then another offensive tackle, six foot seven. He's almost a four star. Uh, Maxwell. It, yeah, I'm gonna get upset if you don't get this because there are players in the prem with literally the same exact. Ianacher. Ianacher. There you go. 
He's Nigerian, just like Yanacho on yeah. on on uh, Lester. Yeah. Can I take us on another tangent? Yeah. All right, Jake. So. I'm good with Nigerian names because of one of my best friends, Arushalai Omatse. Shout out Tiso. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, uh, World Cup on Sunday. <laughs> Top three sporting event I've ever watched. Correct. I loved it. It was great. Um, it, it's top two, and it's not two for me. Yeah, it was, great. That, that was the greatest. For me, it's yeah. probably the greatest sporting event ever. For me, it's I've third. Yeah. For me, it's third because I don't remember my second one, but the number one for me is just... It was so good. It, like, <laughs> you, got, you, you had so good, the Steelers and, and Cardinals in no, there. No, no, no. I have... I think it's... The number one sporting event for me of all time is, is Giants-Patriots in 2008. Because I think that was it's a very like, good game. It's an eighteen and 0. not better it, than this World Cup. The, game. the thing is, is like <laughs> it was knocking off an eighteen and O team. So that's insane to me. But anyway, um, by a ten and six. This is so that's the, the great. best player of all time winning his first World Cup. Correct well, against the defending. I, you just made, you just walked me into admitting that Messi's better than uh, Pele. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know Pele never played in Europe. Yeah, I, but wasn't it different back then? No, like he could have gone if they had wanted him to. He chose not to. Okay, well, he's just loyal to his country. But he. So you know. you're. So if Messi never plays in Europe, he's the best. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he's loyal to his country. Okay. Well, anyway, 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 this is a this is an argument I don't want to have. I want to say, what's the ASU equivalent of that World Cup? Like, what's the best ASU sporting event you've ever watched or witnessed? I've ever watched or witnessed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the answer, the answer of all time is the '87 Rose Bowl. Um, Correct. But I was... 87 or 97? 87, because we won in 87. 97, okay. we lost. Okay. Um, Not born yet, though. Yeah, my mom was 17. Yeah. Probably 16, actually. Tough one. Um, Tough scene. Um, The most fun I've ever had... There was, like, two moments. It was, it was that... Being on the field and just feeling the excitement that... ASU in 2015 or 14, whenever they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, 2014. That it was like, oh, like Notre Dame had not yet come off the, I, the I pedestal told, yet. Yeah, I told Jesse this was going to be your answer. And it was like, <laughs> we were going to beat, it's like, oh my God, like we just beat, we're going to beat the University of Notre Dame in football. And we're going to have a chance to go to the exactly. college football play. Um, yeah. And then later on that year, or was it the year prior? No, it was the year prior, 2013. When DJ Foster, I was in the press box, when DJ Foster tied the Pac-12 championship game against Stanford, I had never seen the student section because it was like a 50-yard run, yeah. and he was, you knew he was gone as soon as he broke it open, to see the crowd going ape, to see DJ just running away from everybody, and it was 7-7 in the first quarter, and you're like, oh my god, like we have a shot at going to the Pac-12, or at going to the Rose Bowl. And then we got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> well, anyway, I um, was gonna, I was gonna say, Notre Dame game and then the Jail Mary game. Those I was, are, I was at that too. Yeah, yeah so those uh, are the two. I was going to say the Jail Mary game, but, but there is no equivalent, man. You no, don't, you didn't no, win anything. No, it doesn't. That's yeah, why this game was like, so massive. It was yeah. a World Cup final. Yeah, but what equates? Like what? But what a- is the ASU biggest has it's the Rose Bowl. Hasn't Rose Bowl. ASU hasn't really gotten to that point in it in like. You know, My middle school math teacher, Matt Bostrom, was basketball. the kicker on that Rose Bowl team. <laughs> Jake is just... Uh, it's what happens when you're from here! Look Unlike at, you two. Look at me, Louie. <laughs> just name-dropping all these people. It's a lot of shout-outs. Shout you have no idea who Matt Bostrom is. I wouldn't either. Well, anyway, the, jail, teach me math. the jail Mary game... Um, <laughs> 
ASU Oregon in 2019 because I have no idea how they made Justin Herbert look that bad. Uh, He's great. And then, um, oh my god, that throw to Keenan Allen that I saw in person. Yeah, again, look at me. Wait, wait, put it right in his armpit. I can't believe. I still cannot believe that throw. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, for me as as a women's basketball guy, I gotta I gotta say the 2020 again. Nothing in this season ended up. Counting or mattering because there was no tournament, but uh, Sabrina was still on that. Yeah, team. Sabrina Ionescu. They were like number two in the country. They come in, they dominate three quarters of the game, and then oh, and then for some for some reason, uh, ASU just went absolutely nuts in that final uh, few, um, like in the final quarter, and I've never seen. A team play that well in like one individual quarter and it was just it was like a master class in charlie's defense so you're standing up yeah well i almost slipped out of my chair um so <laughs> so anyway a lot um, of movement going on yeah a lot of movement going on so anyway though that that one for me and then wrestling against penn state in 20 it's a big one yeah. in 2019 as well, uh, in 2019 so yeah that was that was a they beat number one penn state the first ever storming of a mat that i've ever seen <laughs> i was there in person i, I was hoping for a storming of the ice at some point this year yeah let's hope that doesn't happen why a little bit of a, a, a health hazard yeah, liability, liability. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's early signing day. Another tangent by Jesse, thanks. That was a good topic, though. Yeah, great. No, it's a good question. Um, so a couple quick things. Emery Jones is transferring to Cincinnati. Wish him best of luck there. Paul Tyson, like I said earlier, he's going to Clemson. Uh, Club Nick is going to be a starter there, so he'll either be the backup or the third string. Wouldn't and, be surprised if Emory doesn't start at Cincy. I don't know who their quarterback is, but just wouldn't be surprised. And then Daniel Lingata, in a surprise move, is going to Washington. So yeah, is Joe Moore. Back. Joe Moore is going to Washington as well? Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Daniel Lingata was going to come out of the portal. This is what happens when you don't let me finish talking and you don't listen to what I have to say. See, I asked you to I, I asked you to finish and then you didn't want to, Jake. Are we having an argument? And, and Jeremy was the one that, that started that, so he was the first one to interrupt you. So, so Joe Moore is going to Washington too, Jake. And so is Daniel Ngata. Yep. Alright, those are four transfers away from the program. Wish all four of those guys the best of luck in their future endeavors. Women's basketball, Jesse. They might have found something. Yeah. Um, so I covered the game on uh, on Saturday against Prairie View A&M. And yes, Prairie View A&M, not a very good program. However. Why would you say that? However. Can ASU just be good? They were like three and seven. <sighs> uh, uh, so, or ASU handed them their seventh loss of the season. But anyway. Anyway. Kayla Makwa, who's the starting center for ASU women's basketball, mm-hmm. she was taken out of the game early because she got two fouls within the first like minute 14. They put in Meg Newman, and Meg Newman was everywhere. She was flying around. Uh, she had, I believe, 18 rebounds, 12 points. Uh, she had a block. She had a steal. Her block was fantastic. 18 rebounds is 18 rebounds. amazing. Yeah. So, you know, she was this highly recre- recruited top 40 player. She tore ACL, missed last season. And in her post-game press conference after this game, she said it was the first game that they that the coaches were just like, she wasn't on a pitch count, basically. Mm-hmm. 
and she did that. And so, good for her. I, you know, this team was picked to finish last in the Pac-12 by both the coaches and the media. And listen, they're almost halfway to to getting to tournament eligibility. Basically, correct. Eh, they probably need 15, 13 16. more wins. They probably need to get to twenty wins. Um, but any, especially with the the teams they've lost to now and everything. Um, but I'm just saying that. You know, they might want to move Makwa. I mean, she's a pretty good player, but they might want to move Makwa out of the starting lineup. They might want to put Meg Newman in because she might be their best player. <laughs> like she looks I, good, and Treasure I, Hunt's been great too. Yeah, Ty Skinner's been good, but Treasure Hunt twenty two points, nine rebounds, like yeah, fantastic but, game the other day. But at again, guard, at a guard position, listen, she's got she's averaging ten points, seven and a half rebounds at a guard position. I like, I agree, I agree, but also like. As far as just the intangibles and like the energy and just everything that she does on the floor, Meg Newman might be their best player, and she might be like a future All Conference player. That She's that's that's how good I think she showed me in this one in particular game. Yeah, and she's had other moments too. She's averaging like seven point six rebounds off the bench. Correct. So if if they they might want to put her in the starting lineup. I would and love that. She's and we she, talked about that preseason. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. So. so I mean, I think you know, I think that they could be they could be better than they are expected to be if she is this good moving forward. And and they play U of A next week. So yep, that, that's a I big was one. just about to say that on the 29th they play at uh, U of A. So six p.m. game for some reason. Well, it'd be easy for you to drive back right after that. You get home in time to go to sleep. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I would still sleep no matter what. Well, you might you might get home and be like, eh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Not how that works. <laughs> some uh, coaching extensions, Jesse and Jake. Uh, Jake, big one here. Uh, soccer coach is coming back. Uh, Winkworth is is going to be back. Uh, he's got he got an extension. Uh, I, have you? What have you thought of his, the job he's done recently with the women's soccer program? I think it's good. You know, I mean, they made back to back tournaments. I mean. Yeah, they haven't got. The, the, they're not a UCLA. They're not a Stanford. Sure. They're not a North. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's almost kind of like the women's basketball team. Like, they're there. There's there's like different tiers, right? There's like those elite teams that are in there every single year, and then there's kind of like everybody else who's just fighting, and those seem to move more. And I think that's where ASU soccer finds themselves. Hey, man, if you go to some of their games, I, I know it's, it's electric. It. It, good supporter it, section. Dude, good it supporter get, section. Dude, and dude, it get, I don't know what it is about fields at night. It gets kind of chilly out there, man. Like, like you gotta, you gotta. I mean, I'm from, again. I'm from here, so I'm anything under sixty is cold for me. But like, you gotta bundle up if you're out there because it gets, it becomes standing room only pretty quick, mm-hmm. especially at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah with with Coach Graham's. Done, I mean, Winkworth is his last name, but first name's Graham. Um, not to confuse it with Todd Graham, of course. <laughs> I like what he's done. I, I, yeah. I and I like the extension. I, I know. Girls like playing for him, so yeah, yeah. He seems like a cool guy. I've interviewed him before, but um, uh, again, what, what are we doing? Louis what are we here. doing here? What are we doing? Uh, but <laughs> Matt Thurman is coming back as well. The golf coach, he's been men's golf coach, men's yeah. golf coach. He's been he's fantastic. been fantastic, phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Missy Farke, women's golf coach, women's, also been fantastic. Uh, that's it's just 
been great even before we came here. So yes, great. Like, they, they're they're doing such a great job. And then triathlon. Yeah, that's the best program at the school. Numero uno <laughs> in the Cliff, entire country. Cliff English. They swim in Tempe Town Lake for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't do it, but you know we should get him on, and I want to ask him uh, why they do. That. <laughs> <laughs> who just swim? They're like, I'm gonna go take a dip in Tempe Town Lake. Like, who does that? Jake? A lot of people. They have like the Iron Man every year. <laughs> no, I know people who travel here for the Ironman every year. That thing's disgusting. I I tell them that, and they don't care. So no, they test the pH, and apparently it's fine. <laughs> apparently it's fine. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I think uh, we just assume that it's like a big city body of water, so it, looks it must disgusting. be disgusting. It looks so gross. It, it doesn't like, that. M- I've seen worse though. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a man-made lake that has no like. It doesn't get natural water from anywhere. So Gotta like, be gross. The water's never gonna be. <laughs> you think, like, at no point is the water like <laughs> that. It's getting like pure. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like a mountain goes into a street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do they? Are you sure? Like, we need to ask if like the Iron Man people just dump some. Glor- that, that might be some investigative. No, no, uh, they probably do put some type of like algae killing. They have to. Yeah, like like that kind of stuff. You know what my, just, I just want to know how many tangent. colds these people get. You know what my dad told me last week? Oh, what, what did Ronnie tell you? By you, the way, he invented the internet. <laughs> Thanks. You can't smell chlorine unless someone urinates in it. Oh, fun. I have a tangent on that, but I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it on the podcast. Just, just going to say that uh, sometimes ASU uh, s- swimming adjacent man, uh, Michael Phelps, he has admitted to us urinating in the uh, Olympic pool. So there you go. You, you guys can decide if this stays in or not. If someone peed in a pool next to you, you what would you say to him? Like, oh, like, what the hell, man? If someone got out of the pool and just peed directly into it, you would never speak to them ever again. But it's the same thing, right? Well, it's, the, it's the same result. It is the exact same. Once he's done, once the urination stops, the result is the same. It is in the pool and you're in it. Well, if, if the only thing is, is he, your buddy is not in it if he did it from standing outside. You also can't see their private parts when they're in the pool. Bottom line is though, someone else's urine's in the pool and you're in it, but no one, no one freaks out when you're just all together in it. That's my, that's what I'm saying. Why do we, why do we get in a large like man-made uh, concrete square and swim around in it with each other? What, what, what are we doing? It's a sport. And no, 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 no. I'm not talking this, about the sport. I'm talking about like when you go to your like local pool and just hang out. This is all to say hot tub. <laughs> yeah, like what are we? No, hot tubs make a little bit, bit, bit more sense because it's hot. It's killing the germs there. This hot is, water kills germs. <laughs> this is all to say Cliff English, Missy Farquay, Matt Thurman, <laughs> and Graham Winkworth all got extensions and are all doing a great job here yes. at ASU. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports. Devils. You can check out Jake's articles and Jesse's article from today at yeah. ArizonaSports.com. For Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you again soon. Ciao.